I know that I can last 10 minutes with you. Uh-huh. The smoke show, Scarlet Bordeaux? That's the end of that chapter. Jungle Boy might last 10 minutes with Chris Jericho not lasting 10 minutes with Scarlet but it's not happening and to be fair like if he lasts past 10 seconds I'd give him a pat in the back <laughs> and I'd offer him a cigarette because he'd need one oh stop just trying to get your level right because I was messing with it how's the form oh stop let me pull this closer how's that ah mean? that's the job that's the job now oh, I yeah. caught you off guard with that immediate <laughs> intro you did to be fair it was very impromptu Nah, you definitely didn't tell me it was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's the form? Irish are not too bad now. We're, we're, we're coming down off Black Friday last week, so this week was about 17 days long. Um, and, you know, the nights were short and the days were long and the, the torture was real. But we made it to the weekend and sleeping shall be done. How about yourself? Black Friday bandudu. I have to play it. Anytime anyone mentions yeah. Black Friday, unless you're some Italian newspaper, of course. Ooh. Ooh. We'll t- might talk about that in a while, actually, because to be fair, there's not a lot of wrestling to talk about this week. Nothing no. happened on Raw. It wasn't good, nor, but well, it was all right. It wasn't bad. Mm. It just wasn't a bad show. Yeah, it just wasn't a bad. I found that very little happened, but none of it annoyed me mm. or insulted my intelligence. So that's a positive. Um. Wednesday Night Wars will be literally the crux of the matter this week, I suppose. <laughs> we got to really stretch it out. Um, Nick and Gordo are at a uh, Christmas party. I would say their Christmas party, but it's also my Christmas party. I'm just not going because I'm an arsehole. You're but, a very, um, very old man. Yeah, well, this old man is on the end of his two weeks of nights and has to work at six in the morning. So I finished volunteered. At six in the morning. Volunteered. Volunteered. I did. I volunteered to do this months ago. But I didn't realize I'd be at the end of my two nights of two weeks of nights to then go back on to mornings overnight. It's a bit of a I don't know where I am or what day it is. All I know is that it's episode one one nine fits what a time <gasps> to be alive. You know what that means? Uh, I guess it means this. I am excited. <laughs> The positive of the morning We're shift. So simpatico. So I here. know, I know. Right, this is the dream team here. Yeah. It's like I've got twelve so hours. They named us twice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got twelve hours of nothing to do. Basically, I have to sit there and make sure nothing breaks, uh, which it won't. So I've got three weeks of NWA to catch up on. I've got the Irishman to watch. I've got a shitload of stuff. I'm expecting it to go. Mm-hmm. I'm famous last words. I'm expecting this to go quite quickly. But uh, oh, we'll see. You, you've doomed yourself right there. Pretty but much. We we finally got something momentous to happen this week. <gasps> and, I, and I really need to get you to verbalize your thoughts on the five star classic that was Jordan Devlin and David Starr. Oh yes, I finally watched it. I have to have a one word review. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I had I cannot begin to Nicky gave me his uh, OTT on demand password and I think I'm actually going to sign up for it because it was such a good experience um, mm. but uh, yeah I finally saw it <clears throat> I was saving it excuse me <clears throat> apologies I'm going to have to edit that out um, I finally saw it I 
been waiting months to see it. I, I never had the time and I wanted, I didn't want to watch it at work. I wanted to sit down, crack the top of a sweet, sweet tin, you know. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Even the stuff people were making fun of it for, the boxing part of it, made sense in the storyline. Um, mm-hmm. And it made it look like a real fight. And it wasn't like some of the punches you see on WWE or AEW. They look, they look like legit shots. They you were. Know, they laid them in. 100%. I'm assuming hard way on the eyebrow as well. Yes, there was. I, I haven't watched it back yet, but there was one stage where Devlin kind of mounts star and he was throwing bombs. Yeah. And like we, like I said, we're, we're front row wankers. So we were literally no more than 10, 12 feet away from this. And I could feel the punches. Yeah. Uh, it was just, just intense. The, just the heat in the arena. Jesus H. Oh Christ. Boy. That was, was like so an weird. A, it was like an eighties NWA match, dude. Jesus Christ! I I didn't know how this was going to go down because obviously we had seen the promos. We we know the story that was being developed within the promos and the video package produced by Sean Ryan and OTT. Again, fantastic work. But again, it didn't really hit home how much people got invested into it until David Starr made his entrance to the ring and I was speechless. I genuinely didn't realize that he was going to get such a reaction. And I turned to Nick at one stage and said, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and as soon as Devlin's music hit, the booze started coming out. Like, it's the best and the worst rolled into one of internet wrestling fans. Yeah. You've got the, you've got the loyal diehard, you know, homegrown talent man, Jordan Devlin, getting booed in his own promotion having done zero wrong yeah what was the story why were they booing him because he wasn't David Starr is it just because they got invested in Starr's storyline about uh, signing for WWE and all that sort of stuff and um I this maybe, is, maybe this is what we always said that the OTT fans live in kayfabe most of the time yeah that's the innocent way of looking at it yeah. and you know you could be 100% right the not so innocent way of looking at it is you know the criticism that can be thrown at AEW fans can be thrown at the OTT fans in this scenario here where they're almost too smarky where yeah. you know they, they think oh this is edgy we're going to like this guy and boo the guy <laughs> we normally cheer you know it, it's and I don't want to say that because that's just that's criticizing people and trying to interpret what they were already doing but if you have time and you set up the network login watch the show from last weekend uh, okay. David Starr and Speedball Clinic now the the whole card I won't go through it in, in detail because it would be here all night women's match left a lot to be desired um, they're they're a bit weak in that okay department. Sandman <laughs> you're welcome I was trying to set you up for that Jesus thank <laughs> god it didn't main event god I would imagine <laughs> um, great to see Katie Harvey back uh, she she looked good to be fair and she she carried the match very well. Um, the match that af- that followed that was insane. It was Scotty Davis against Ren Rita from New Japan, the, the young lion. He is going to be a star. Okay. Like, there's no way about it. The two of these literally put on probably the most technically sound match involving people that haven't really hit puberty in terms of wrestling ability yet <laughs> they're so young like George, or like Sky Davis is only 19 like Ugh. they call him the prodigy for a reason like it's that disgusting. man 
once he gets his character and kind of presence nailed down, he will be a world beater. He will be signing for big promotions. It's interesting to see that in the January show, he's going up against Shooter. It's interesting, you know, his last three matches, I think, in OTT main shows have been Liger, uh, Liger, Ren Narita, and Shooter. He's on the radar. I wonder, I wonder, is he maybe going to go to a dojo fairly soon? It sounds like he might be on the radar. Yes. Perhaps Fergal has uh, put a good word, or Osprey, you know, those boys put a good word in. Personally, I would love to see him go that avenue rather than the more direct route mm. over the the Irish Sea to NXT UK. Because yeah. I think he, he would be lost in NXT. Whereas in New Japan, I think he would get the appreciation that his skill deserves. And I think he'd be a better star for it. Yeah, um, NXT UK is a dead duck to me. Yeah. It just doesn't interest me in any way. So, I it's don't know, maybe see the boys going over. Yeah. You know, like you've got main roster, you've got NXT. To me, NXT is still not main roster, no matter what anyone says. Then you've got NXT UK and 205 Live. It's all under the same umbrella, and you just can only watch so much. At least New Japan is different. Feels different, looks different, tastes different, sounds different. Everything about New Japan is different to what you'd see under anything that's called WWE. And that's I'm having what you're having there. I'll probably watch the the takeover in Blackpool in January, and try ask Nick ten thousand questions in the lead up to it of who's who and what's what uh, in terms of storyline. But that match was savage. Then you get Phoenix and Pentagon up against more than hype. Uh, obviously Ray Horse is there as well with the Lucha Bros. This match was insane. Seeing the Lucha Bros in person, unbelievable. Like you. Words can't describe just how smooth, silky, crisp they are with everything that they do. Like even seeing Ray Phoenix's walk on the top rope and kicking. Do you know that move that he does? Yeah, yeah. Or like just seeing it live is because you get a whole new appreciation just for how talented he is. Especially on the OTT ropes, which are fucking tiny. They really need to do something with that. The a couple of incidents where people were falling off him or slipping off him because there's just very hard to you know get your footing on because they're so small that was so skillful uh, and then the main event david Starr speedball unbelievable match and this promo after the match from david Starr is worth checking out for uh, for itself really develops the character exceptionally well and you can see where they're leading this down that's not even mentioning the funniest part of the night be cool okay oh yes like go on tell the story uh so he <laughs> He was supposed to have a, a title match with Mark Haskins for the GN belt. Haskins, unfortunately, had to put out the show due to illness. And it was announced that he'd be facing Paddy M in a number one contendership for the OTT title. Nice little filler match. Perfect. Paddy M's a good good, good hand at, uh, at OTT and someone that really deserves a good bit of a run as well. So the match, before the match, B. Cools comes out with his camera crew. The usual stuff, you know, shooting his uh, documentary. And he comes out and he's trying to G up the crowd. So, you know, I want you to, you know, pop, pop harder than Katie's Harvey's elbows did. <laughs> he just started, edit that, edit that. <laughs> uh, Joe Cabray gets involved with this match. Surprisingly enough. What happens was Paddy M takes a, uh, a bump. It looks like he hurts his knee. Foxy throws up the X. Joe comes over to say, see what's going on. Kerfuffle and tails and um, Paddy M's back in the match. Be cool does a dive, misses Paddy M, hits Joker Bray. 
you just hit the boss. <laughs> uh, Paddy M gets the win then. It was great. Nice. <clears throat> I'm just thinking what? out loud. The why I can't think of this guy's name, the Scouse fella, his name escapes me. Uh, oh, NXT Gibson. UK. Gibson. You want to fuck Gibson? another bear pit? Give Gibson a title shot against David Starr. Imagine the reactions and the, oh my God. Oh, that, that's... <clears throat> the hatred for Gibson that. mixed with the the fucking cult-like following of David Starr. My <laughs> God, it'd be fantastic. Now, there was one guy in the crowd that didn't like David Starr very much at all. And I was more invested in watching him and his reactions to the match than it was the match itself. He was literally up, pretty much kissing the canvas, fingers up into the face of David Starr the entire match. Literal tears on his face when Starr won. He was so upset and angry. <laughs> A grown-ass man. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, Gordo just posted a table full of fucking bubbly there. I must post that picture. Uh, that's um, not just a little bit of bubbly. That's, that's a hell a, of a lot of bubbly. <laughs> that's a lot of bubbly. Oh, boy. Which number is it? Guessing game number eight. A little bit of the yeah. bubbly. Did it. Winner, winner. I forgot to do my checks beforehand to remind myself. Oh, uh, John, John Morrison signs with WWE. Hot yeah. scoop from Ryan Satin, huh? Ah, <laughs> good old Ryan. Uh, what's the point? I mean... Well, this just means he's not going to NXT anyway. Yeah, well, that would... Oh, Jesus, don't send people there. It's full. There's no room left. Go away. Um, I guess, yeah, it'd be grand. We'd be sick Soon of him in two months. Probably raw, yeah. Probably raw. Because uh, they tried to sign him when they signed up... Um, Shelton and Jinder and all them. Do you remember when mm. the brand split came back? So, I mean, I could love him. to see Miz and Morrison back together. Yeah, it'll probably happen. Because Miz has been treading water for about eighteen months now. Yeah, this True. could this could be very entertaining. <clears throat> Give them the dirt sheets back again. That that hooked my veins. He probably just re-signed for that fat WWE paycheck so he could buy the Fiend belt. That's that's my theory <laughs> on the whole thing. What How the much is that fuck? Six and a half thousand dollars pre-tax. Pre-tax? So yeah, so you're looking at seven grand after tax. Oh. Tell me, does it come with a complimentary reach around? I don't think so. And no variety of blowjob is available with purchase. But do um, they give you a little bit of lipstick so that you can put on to make yourself feel pretty before they fuck you? No, no. But you do get free shipping. Oh, okay, that's fine. So, I mean, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you love free shipping? Oh, dear Lord. Um, six and a half grand. Six and a half grand. I wouldn't even f- mind too much if it was a nice belt. Yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely minging. Yeah. It's but you know that these dirt. fucking marks that are going to be buying it. Oh, man. If I, if you show up to WrestleMania with one of those belts, you deserve to be beaten up and have it stolen <laughs> from you. I'm sorry. If you walk around with seven grand over your shoulder like that, good enough for you. Whatever happens to you is it it's all fair game. Uh, yeah. Um Champa, do you see this crack? Champa says that he'll retire if he's asked to go to Raw or SmackDown. Fair fox him. Yeah. Dead right. Um because I mean the guy could you know, with his injuries, the to- the clock is ticking for Champa. So yes. going on the road would be a terrible idea. So you'd have to yeah. wonder, would it be better to have him working 
50 to 100 dates for many years rather than 300 odd dates for a year or two and then he's fucked and he can't walk well to be fair I guess he probably will be going on the road next year anyway at some stage yeah compared to the the main roster schedule though fuck that if you've got bad neck injuries and knees and oh man they don't do the same house circuit shows that uh, main roster do no god no um then again, you know, he can always go get some uh, Colombian stem cells. Seems to have saved everybody else's <laughs> career. So. Um, yes, please. But, but yeah, no, Champa, let the quest for Goldie continue and continue, I think. And keep him as far away from Vince McMahon as humanly possible, please. Look what happened the last time. <clears throat> we were robbed of the Johnny and Champa payoff because he had to go and do these stupid tag matches on the main roster and it fucked him. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Fucked him, yes. He was hurt. They were they were using him sparingly to get him to Mania weekend for the, the to drop the title to Johnny or to have oh, the Johnny I'd match. Say oh. Trips was pissed something fierce with that for a couple of fucking tag matches. Oh, Rod, that's what they do in rating grabs though. Ridiculous, fucking ridiculous. Um, Dio Madden is an interesting story. The commentator yeah. who Brock Lesnar f would He's R. not R. returning. R.I.P. R.I.P. of pieces. He's not returning to the Raw booth. Um, Samoa Joe is taking over uh, until Joe is cleared to return. Mm. Uh, so apparently the story is that Dio Madden has gone back for training. He's going to continue mm-hmm. his wrestling career. But was Gordo saying, or I don't know who was saying it, Something somebody had posted something to say that he was actually just pulled from commentary because Vince and Kevin Dunn didn't like him. Uh, I've heard both stories. Mm. I don't think anything has been confirmed either way yet, to be honest with you. I was quite enjoying his commentary. You know, mm. it was refreshing having a third person in a booth sit back and only speak up when there was something valid and relevant to say. That was enjoyable. It felt like an actual proper two-man booth with a kind of um, Chris Childs, if you want, or mm. what's his name? Chris Charlton. Chris Charlton. Yes. Um, do you know what? Mark. We all appreciate his uh, commentary in New Japan where he doesn't speak very often, but when he does speak, it's very relevant and uh it adds to the moment. Oh my That's god, I love Tanahashi. <laughs> Did you know that an emperor's sword is formed with 14 different types of steel and Tanahashi once formed an emperor's steel sword? Ah, shut up, Chris. Hey, shut up. hey, hey, you shut your whore mouth and leave Chris, <laughs> Chris alone. Ah, no, I don't mind him too much. Um, he, he, isn't, he wasn't as bad as he used to be. Maybe it was all nerves. But no, I think that's good. Joe, obviously, is... CM Punk level good on commentary. Yes, sir. Like, I don't know why they don't do this more often because, to be fair, they, they always have kind of top stars out injured, uh, you know, intermittently throughout the, the entire calendar. Why This is a, an easy way to keep them involved with storylines and, you know, keep them on screen so people can keep relating to them. But also it helps develop their pro personality and their mm. promo skills as well. And God yes. knows there's so many of them could do with some big help with that. I guess it's probably people with minor injuries like Joe, it's a thumb injury or something where mm. they don't, you know, they're not necessarily out for a year doing rehab and stuff, but... True. He got True. Xavier Woods on his off-season. I'd kill to mm. have Xavier Woods commentating, but he can't walk, yeah. so... 
He's got uh, crutches. <laughs> he's got crutches. He can drag himself there. To be fair, Woods on commentary would be fantastic. Yeah. I still maintain, you know, when they used to, when Kofi would have a match and he'd have Big E and Xavier at their own commentary booth and they cut in and out from it, give me that feed. Let me press the button to switch to the yeah. New Day commentary, please, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of commentary switches, woo, poo, 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 poo. Oh, that poo. was... I, 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 <laughs> Weak and great at the same time. <laughs> it's such good shit. Um, <laughs> Stu Bennett is back in wrestling. Um, he is filling the vacant chair of Jim Cornette in NWA beside Joe Galley. Leave uh, the memories I, alone. Leave the memories alone. Um, I think as far I see, I haven't seen the show yet. Um, I'm three weeks behind, as I said, on NWA, but... Um, mm. I think his first show is the December pay-per-view into the fire. Nice. So um, he was quite good on World of Sport. So yeah. I presume that's where he kind of effectively auditioned for it. Uh, it's an easy one, big name, obviously bad news Barrett on the on WWE main roster. So he, you know, any sort of wrestling fan tuning in would instantly recognize him. Yeah. Yep. Um, that should be fun. What? So are we going to touch this old Sandman thing? <sighs> Kid gloves. I don't know. I don't know what to say. About I it. I listened to the soup and they had some very good insight to it. You know, it, context is everything, and I've said that before on this podcast, but many, many times, you can't just take a sentence and instantly judge it and know everything about it, who said it, what it meant, uh, and what offense it caused, because that's pure bollocks. I don't know Sandman very much. I didn't watch much of his wrestling career back in the day because I wasn't an ECW guy. I've seen some of his stuff, but not a lot. Uh, the comment he made is that women main eventing is wrong. And that's that's the only snippet we got from a tweet by our Lord and Savior, Jordan Grace. Ah, who, who will one day... Uh, ger- she learned the throne of Emperor... Uh, what did I call Ryan Satin? Oh, Christ. The Admiral. The Admiral of the Internet, Jordan Grace. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I've seen Jordan Grace wrestle, I think, tw- I want to say twice or three times through OTT. Big fan of her work. She's a fantastic wrestler. Why do people have to have, you know, this online personality that really draws away from their talent of their profession? You She's know, you're quite a wrestler. bad at Twitter. Very, very bad at Twitter. She's the anti-David Starr. Yeah. In many <laughs> yeah. ways, you could probably say. <laughs> so she obviously took offense to this saying in 2019 that, you know, she just got told women main eventing is wrong. Let's just rewind that and actually understand what Sandman said in the context of it. And Mish made a great point on Wrestling Soup. He said, the, the, what he actually said, and Tessa Blanchard, who has arguably tons more credibility in the wrestling environment than Jordan Grace, she developed a point further in an interview that she made. Like, I don't know who with, but you know, he said that women themselves main eventing isn't wrong, but the concept of women being the draw to be main event is wrong. So it, the context is, is that, you know, sadly true that in this day and age, people don't pay money to see women main event. And that's not a shot at anyone in particular. It's just a factual basis that, all things being equal, if you give a hundred people a hundred dollars each, and they're saying, "Okay, who do you want to see the most?" You can only put this on one person. 
the majority of people will put that on a male wrestler. Yeah, but if you put it on a women's wrestler, you get more likes on Twitter. Yeah, and they might fuck you. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how, how it works, works guys. <laughs> so, like, the context of what he actually said is factually correct. It's one of those things where you probably shouldn't have said it in a public forum in front of certain people who will make an issue out of it. But the crux of the matter is what he said was factually correct. Uh, and stopping short of Ronda Rousey, I really don't see anyone who has earned the billing of being the top person I would personally pay money to see in a wrestling ring in 2019. And that's including Becky Lynch and Charlotte, who I very much enjoy wrestling, see wrestling. But they, if you want, if you're telling me, okay, you can pay money to see one wrestling match this year. I'm looking at Kenny Omega. I'm looking at Pentagon. I'm looking at Okada because they are better technical wrestlers and put, and can put on a better wrestling match. Women's wrestling is effectively three or four years old. Let's not forget. Before that, you're looking at you know. <laughs> okay, mud Stephanie bands. McMahon. <laughs> yeah, but that, again, that's a relevant point here. Is because the wrestling audience have been watching wrestling for 15, 20, 25 years, like we have, for. 20 of those 25 years we're used to seeing divas matches brand panties matches you know pudding matches all these sorts of shit gimmick sexist matches that you can think of have put the notion of women's wrestling at such a low standing point that you're looking now at arguably the best women's wrestling of our generation ronda rousey becky lynch charlotte flair all these people who are putting on exceptionally good matches but the, even the standard of those matches aren't at a direct comparison to their male counterparts just yet. It's oh they've closed the God, gap. We're going hugely. to get cancelled. We're going to get cancelled by the internet. Fitz. They can at me all they want. I'm not <laughs> wrong. <clears throat> you know, it's um, it's like saying that the you know women's soccer team is as is as good as a men's soccer team, which is proven wrong. Uh, uh, and I will back that up by a point. There was an argument to be made that the women's national team from America should be paid the same as the men's national team from America. And the men's national team from America actually kind of suck by comparison to most other countries. Yeah. But the women's national team were put in a, a match against a school's under 15 team, men's, and lost heavily. Yeah. So the point is that, yes, it's coming along leaps and bounds. And yes, they're on, on track to do better every year on year. And and there will become a point of where it will be on a par. But we're not there now, and we're probably a few years away from it. I mean, you couldn't and get closer than where we are now. Like, um, like I mean, legitimately, three women main evented WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Um, so, I, was, I do, like, I don't care who main events, really, if there's a good storyline behind it. You um, hit the but, nail on the head right there. That main evented because it was the best storyline leading into the show. 100%. It wasn't because they were the three best wrestlers on the show. No. But, I like, it's... It's hard to say, like, the mid, between that and the Kofi Mania thing, I mean, yeah. they were never going to get a better chance than there and then to have those guys main event. You know, to 100%. have Becky, Charlotte and Ronda. And you had the, the crossover appeal of Ronda as well. Um, yeah. But my favourite part of all of it was the internet at large trying to, quote, cancel the Sandman. The Sandman doesn't give a flying fuck what anybody on Twitter thinks. It was, it was hilarious that they were going on with that shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, 
I don't know, it's the Sandman. He says and does stupid things. Always has, always will until the day he dies. Um, yes, sir. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm going to put my little, my, my tinfoil hat on for a second. Maybe they wanted a little more publicity around the event if it's streaming on Fight TV or whatever. <gasps> and maybe the Sandman says, yeah, say whatever you want. It's cool to see if people would tune in and watch that match or download the pay-per-view or come to the next match Tessa and uh, Jordan have or, you know, that sort of thing. You Maybe. sexist you. I, I like to put on my tinfoil hat sometimes because, I mean, it's wrestling. I believe nothing. I believe nothing until it happens. So, um, ah, look, <clears throat> Sandman's wrong in many ways, um, but he's right in some ways. It's... Like, I mean, I don't care. Personally, I couldn't give a shit. I don't see gender fits, you know? You are gender such fluid, a woke guy, yeah. That's it, yeah. I don't even know what that means, but yeah. If it sounds good and it gets me likes on Twitter, yeah, I'm all yeah. for it. Whatever it is. <laughs> oh, boys. Boys, boys, boys. What do we do? Oh, yeah. I meant to go to this. But I meant to have, like, a, a zany sound effect. I don't have one, so I'll throw this one in. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. Want to go with this week's Wednesday Night Wars Petty Shots Index? <laughs> uh, we're all about the war. We're all about having taken shots between each other. Um, but this one, the AEW ad, whether it was TNT or whoever the hell it was, uh, with the quote, AEW crushes, trounces, and buries NXT. I need more of this. I need more of it. Yeah. It's so I thought it was cringy, but shitty. I liked it. Oh, it's totally cringy. Like, totally stupid. Like, I mean, would I have done it? Probably not, but I enjoyed it. Don't forget these are... Yes. It isn't TNT or AEW saying this. This is Forbes and other news entities yes. saying. <laughs> My favorite part was Bleacher Report. You were like, um, Time Warner. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> AOL. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who said it. Uh, one of the podcasts I listened to could have been Fightful. And it was like, it would be like WWE putting an ad on for Raw, or say NXT, sorry. And then having a quote from WWE.com that says, AEW is shit. (laughs) You can make them write whatever you want. Um, I I enjoy that sort of shit. More of the petty actions, more of the shitty jabs, uh, hopefully. The other one then was uh, Britt Baker ringside to the AEW <laughs> and she did the shocked look a la her appearance at TakeOver and then Excalibur shouted out that's Adam Cole's uh, girlfriend or something <laughs> it was like, great I popped it, for that it wasn't shown on TNT though it was on the fight stream fight. or whatever fight, uh, yeah. so, um, but still still counts still counts true um, I don't think NXT or, NXT or WWE whatever you want to call them uh, will respond because they tend not to, they, no, as the cowards. quote goes, punch down in terms, mm. whereas AEW, more of it. They um, have to. I like, That's the thing. Yeah, it's great. Um, I enjoy that sort of shit. It turns some people off, I suppose. I see a lot of people with backlash on it. Oh, I, I'm, start, I'm starting to see fits. You know how you know I call the AEW the, the clownish ones, the titanium core who don't see sense yes. and only see the good? starting to see a couple of NXT ones and I'm happy about that I want both sides of this because they were so hurt like I can't believe you put that ad out on TV or talk about NXT like that you're gonna they kill the business oh it was great more mm-hmm. of this please I need more of these people because yeah. these shifts are long dude you know and I have to have something to be doing or going on Twitter and 
sending my line out to see what I catch. I caught two yesterday, so that was good. That was a good day. Um, but yeah, good times. Um, the Wednesday Night Wars and AEW. Um, Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes defeated the Inner Circle, but that wasn't the story at all. It was what blew the internet up was uh, Sammy Guevara doing a shooting star press uh, <laughs> into a super kick spot. So yes. the camera the camera angle on the show there was nobody there to do the shooting star press for and yep. so obviously everyone's like what who is he doing this for just spots for spots all that sort of the usual stuff um a fan video came out then and showed that was it matt jackson was laying kind of near ready to pounce you know yeah and sammy guevara was like oh, we, whatever he said was there was nobody there in the spongebob text thing um but like as a lot of people said uh if production are missing stuff like that you've got a problem <laughs> you know if you yeah. have to use fan videos to back yourself up yeah no i i completely agree and i i shared it into the chat there as well and i'll share it into the to the mixer chat so the guys there can see but yeah we we got the best and the worst of that this week the worst obviously was that spot being missed on uh on AEW. Uh, and then you got the best of things being seen oh. was the the keith lee moment behind finn Balor. You so know, good I, I don't I can't criticize AEW too much for this you know at the end of the day this is what week 8 or week 9 of a live television production of of wrestling effectively you know these things take so long to get right and that's why you know WWE have their main guy on the main roster for all these shots well I can't think of his name is it Mike or um, oh it's gone for me but they have one guy, and that's his kind of responsibility is to catch all the spots because he's he knows wrestling, and he, you know he can see the build up things happening. It's obviously the AEW camera crew haven't developed that kind of knowledge yet of what people do and all this sort of stuff and the angles to get to tell a story. It adds so much to the story when they get it right, and when they get it wrong, it makes the the stars look stupid, which is what happened to poor Sammy this week. Yeah. Um, as Rian says in the chat uh, Invisible Stan joins the elite confirmed <laughs> he was actually doing shooting star press onto the Invisible Man and then it was a triple super kick with the Invisible Stan and the Young Bucks it all makes sense now <laughs> confirmed confirmed, confirmed. Uh, yeah um, but they can always just switch to the hard camera that's the thing I can't get this is all wrestling companies apart from New Japan yes um, switch to the hard camera if you think something's happening and you haven't got a camera on a position, just hard cam. I'd watch and the entire match in hard cam. I have no problem with that. To be fair, I, I've been critical of NXT over the last few weeks of missing big spots. You know, yeah. the Revivals match with... Um, uh, fucking... Uh, oh, God. Undisputed uh, Era. Undisputed Era, yeah. I was like, why couldn't they... F they missed the two big spots in that match. Yep, and the Mia Yim spot off the fucking ladder where she nearly killed herself and they totally missed it. Like, that woman yeah. went through fucking hell there. Um, so, yeah, it, it happens on all sides. Obviously, NXT and WWE are more used to it, so they they tend to get the big spots. Uh, but AEW still have a lot to learn in that respect. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Lucha Bros in singles competition. You had Phoenix beating Trent, oh. Pentagon defeating Daniels. This is the other one, the other botch, we'll say, of the night. Yeah, was poor it Chris Daniels. Poor, yeah, that was the thing. A lot of people online defending it, saying it's part of the storyline. No, I didn't. It's not okay. I, I I saw the clip in isolation. 
was like, oh shit, oh maybe they're doing the whole thing, he's too old or whatever, but obviously not. If they had any sense, that's how they'll play it. Yeah. Uh, and if they do that, they'll get away with it. But in my mind, watching that live, I can only put that down to being a botch. Okay, cool. Uh, now, um, again, I could be wrong, but you know, we, we watch enough wrestling to know when things are just not right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fairly obvious. That's the one downfall in the criticism that has been thrown to AEW is that you know, since the company has launched, even going back to January, these guys, their schedules have gone down to almost nothing. They're not doing weekly shows. They're not doing, you know, pay-per-views on the regular. Uh, they're not touring as much. They're not doing many indie dates. So the actual quantity of wrestling that they're doing has dropped off a cliff. Except for maybe the Lucha Bros who fucking traveled to Ireland this week in yeah. between fucking NXT shows. But the likes of Chris Daniels, obviously he's, he's aged a bit. He's what, late 40s, early 50s at this stage? Yeah, I think he's coming 50. So, like, fair enough, man. Like, if he's not wrestling regularly... A man of his age will stiffen up and you know he, he needs to have constant matches to keep himself nimble and you know being able to do these things but yeah. i would be shocked if that wasn't a botch and i'd be shocked if they didn't play that angle because it's written for them not very often do you get a botch botched so well that it actually creates storyline for you that's very easy to believe and you can see longevity with it because you've got uh kaz and sky being able to carry on and you know he could be their manager or the old guy just wants one more match and he can yep. have a retirement feud there's so many angles you can work with this yeah um the other thing then apart from the promos and stuff you had Nyla Rose beating Leva Bates and then there was like the beat down that led to the Britt Baker challenge thing mm. um Chris Statlander defeated Hikaru Shida who was the number oh, one contender that was a great match so confused though she's Why? they've I guess they're they're building Statlander but they've been slowly building um, Sheeta for a while yeah and then it's like hey you lost and we're like huh very uh, strange I'm, I'm okay with that you know the one criticism that I would have of the women's division is that it doesn't have homegrown talent in terms of non-Japanese talent and let me preface <laughs> that by say. saying <laughs> let me preface that by saying people need to be able to relate women <laughs> people need to be able to relate to to the women in the ring and having people who don't speak English fluently and who put on a different style of matches to what people are used to has not translated to the fan group. It's simple no. as that. No, no, then no. you get someone who debuts last week like Chris Statlander did. Instantly recognizable because she's very similar in style to Rhea Ripley. Not just in looks, but in terms of her physical presence. Instant connection with the crowd not surprised that they're pushing her to the hilt straight away smart move yep okay unfortunately it was followed up by brandy road speaking oh. oh so earlier in the night you had the dark order vignette then yeah. you had the blade the bunny and the butcher and now the third sex cult is <laughs> whatever brandy's thing what do they what do they call nightmare collective was that what it the nightmare was that what they called yeah yeah, so they had Brandy come out and Kong. And then they're like, uh, they wanted to get Chris Statlander to join their group, um, yeah. but she wouldn't or whatever. So then you hear this fan screaming at the crowd. We're like, I'll join, I'll join. And I don't know, I assume she's, I don't know, I don't know why, where she's from or what her name is or whatever, but obviously yeah. she's a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, they come in and sh- they cut a lock of her hair. But apparently, 
was it during the TNT coverage or something or the fight coverage they shaved her head as well uh, they tried to okay. <laughs> they brought out uh, an electric razor from the back but uh, it wasn't doing anything so they they cut it very quick unlike uh, who was it was it uh, X-Pac that got shaved and they were cutting his head all over the place oh yeah who was it I can't, I can't remember. remember I know what you're talking about though but yeah no, they cut it very quickly and you know they, they brought her backstage and shaved her properly then it was just it was yeah, good yeah. to be fair other than Brandy having a very announcer voice I actually enjoyed this segment because it explained it a little bit further you're the uh, only one even Meltzer hated it even look, Meltzer I, I'm giving it a plus for now with <gasps> the only reason being that it it develops the story and it explains things a little bit. It is extremely CM Punk, you know, uh, straight edge society, straight edge, like almost play by play from the playbook. Yep. Getting someone in Serene, Serena, Serena Deeb or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, completely. Don't get me wrong. That's play by play, and that's possibly why I liked it because I really liked that when it happened too. Um. And this has got Brandy looking extremely well. So I, I, I'll i also allow that to, to, to sway my vote. <laughs> I mean, uh, she's better looking than CM Punk. You know, that's... The... Um, as an objectively heterosexual man, I will agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I very much enjoyed this. But you kind of glossed over there that the singles matches Ray Phoenix versus Trent was exceptionally good. Ray Phoenix has been my breakout star of AEW since they launched her TV show. Unbelievably good. And... It was a good match for Trent as well to, to show off a bit more. They tried to do the handshake after the match as well, where Trent offered his hand, similar to how Nick Jackson did two weeks ago. Uh, and Phoenix, while his Trent's hand was out, uh, started verbalizing with Orange Cassidy, who was in the crowd, or who was in the, the corner behind him, and uh, Chucky T, to a point of where Trent got pissed off that he wasn't shaking his hand, pushed Phoenix. They kind of pushed back and forth, and then Trent attacked Phoenix and had to be dragged off him twice. So it was very interesting to see how that's going to expand further. But again, a lot of character development and storyline development in this show. Very, very good. Okey-dokey. Um, The main stuff then, <clears throat> the Cody promo was amazing as always. Um, and Jericho's promo. It's, what, it's the two things you can be fucking sure of. You're going to have a good Jericho segment and you have a good Cody segment, always. Um, Cody wants MJF MJF said he'd never wrestle him and Cody wants his match so he offered him $50,000 and his watch and his shoes and all sorts of shit he kept throwing shit in the ring Uh, it was great it was just it's good Uh, they're going to the unnamed pay-per-view looking well here yes uh, there was also a nice little uh, dig at WWE in in his promo as well he basically said that MJF uh botching oh, his yeah. crossroads now you'll see it botched on two different channels that's um, Punishment Martinez what's he called Damien Priest using it isn't it uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was yeah could be wrong yeah, on that yeah. but there was definitely uh, a recent version of it done on WWE that wasn't great damn it I uh, should have had that in the Wednesday Night War Petty Shots Index that would have been three it, of them it was so good I love that I, I, I have been pleasantly surprised with how well his promos are coming across yeah, and yeah. that's probably shame on me for under under appreciating how much of a, a voice he is but he gets his voice across so well delivers a, a fantastic promo and I, I'm pretty sure he writes his own stuff as well uh, even the, the fact that he to prove the money was real 
he asked Justin Roberts to take a hundred dollar bill out of it and give it to a kid in the crowd. That's right. Ah, uh, just just shit like that. It's just good little touches and kind of goes back to the tweet I sent into the group from that crazy blonde haired super fan of wrestling. I can't think of ugh. the name. Um, but it's the, the it's the it's what AEW are doing reasonably well is you know being very personable and being you know you're able to relate to AEW a lot more than WWE because WWE is this big corporate entity that kind of is us versus them in terms of the the company versus the fans whereas AEW does genuinely feel like you know they want to connect on a very personal level and that's what's getting across quite well um the jericho promo although before reading the question in the chat there what do you make of cody's entrance every week they made fun of it they made fun of that too finally so, <laughs> as soon as he made fun of it it normalized it so that that yeah. was okay for me it, it once before he made fun of it it was too pomp and circumstance for me but he literally said those words at Pro wrestling is all about per, uh, prompt and circumstance. Just look at my entrance, for example. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's how you deal with these. That's how you deal with shit like at least that. He's, at least he's mocked it. It's good. Yeah. Um, Jericho's promo then the lexicon of Le Champion, <laughs> where the word hard? Mox. Oh, the word Moxley was basically armbar. He just did the armbar <laughs> promo with the list. Ah, it was good. Yeah. And all the other names thrown in. Yeah, did you notice Alan James was one of them? Yeah, AJ Styles. <laughs> but the interesting one, he went through all the names. You know, you're, oh, it's, it's going to be Kenny this, Kenny Chesney, Kenny blah blah blah. The last one he said was Marty before yep. the thing hit. Notice a nice that little too. seed, nice little mm-hmm. seed planted by the man Jericho there. Where was he going with that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Marty Sherl, any Marty, Marty Sherl. <laughs> God, have um, Jr. If Marty's girl signs. <laughs> Oh God! I'm gonna call him a squirrel, isn't he? It's gonna he happen. Um, but they led to then people they did name. He named dinosaurs. Uh, he's not gonna find any dinosaurs for the title. Um, but out comes Luchasaurus, who says, you know, he's not surprised by this. He's his people have been dealing with this for 65 million years. I was fucking pissing myself laughing at that line. Yeah. Um, basically, it comes down to an old school challenge. Um. Jericho doesn't think Jungle Boy can last 10 minutes in with them in the ring. And Jungle but, Boy's like, I will. And he's like, okay then, let's see. It's like the Kurt Angle challenges he used to have. And yeah. I love but it. What I liked about this is, and uh, I think it was some, I think Gordo possibly shared a, a tweet earlier on, was that people are saying, oh, look at AEW breaking the one rule that they had. That oh, matter. I put that in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're saying oh well why is jungle boy getting a title shot he's literally not won a match in aw and so many people had to jump in to to explain this to the point that even cody rhodes i don't know vanity search or someone shared it to him and said you weren't watching the broadcast pal jericho said that he is contractually obliged to have one more match this year nowhere did it reference that the fact it was going to be a title match you could wrongly make an assumption that because he's the champion that all his matches are title matches but that's just you thinking things that don't necessarily exist so yeah. it was very smart of chris jericho in kayfabe land to choose statistically the worst person he could possibly choose yeah. genius it, it, like storyline wise it it was genius yeah i put in i put it in going this is harsh because the guy clearly wasn't paying attention it was a 10 minute challenge was nothing to do with fucking the title 
Nothing mm. like that. Jericho's promo was about who he wants to fight. Well, who he doesn't want to fight. And yeah. it was basically that he doesn't want to fight Moxley. He's not going to fight Moxley. He's not going to fight him for the title or any other way. The guy wasn't paying attention. There was literally a hundred other things he could have made fun of AEW for, depending on your preferences. That wasn't one of them, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. The main yes, event scene, I find to be almost bulletproof in there. I don't think there's anyone doing it as well as them. They hype up those matches so, so well. Mm-hmm. New Japan are excluded because they're just New Japan, and they're very, very good at that sort of shit. <laughs> but uh, look at, look at, look at, look at. Mox versus Janela then, um, where the storyline basically was that Jericho did the shield entrance at the end with the boys, and they stood and had the stare off two weeks in a row. In a row. So we're getting Moxie Jericho, despite Jericho's best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Moxley interferes next week, and Jungle Boy lasts the 10 minutes. Takes him out, DDTs outside the ring or whatever, and keeps Jericho because there's no count out, there's no pinfall for Jericho. Um, basically, Jungle Boy just has to last, so Jericho can be outside the ring, I'd imagine. Don't yeah, it'll be a count out. That's not next week, that's the following week, isn't it? The 18th, yeah, and yeah. NXT are the, stacking that week as well. It's exactly, weird, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, it's the go home show because uh, it's the last one before Christmas. Oh, because Christmas is a Wednesday, so yeah. yeah, there'll be no live shows. So they really uh, want to, to put on a good show to last long in the memory. Now, we don't know if AEW are doing a taped Christmas show, but we're led to believe that NXT is a taped Christmas show, I believe, is it? I'd say so. I'd say so, yeah. Um, well, we get there then. Open the show, Killian Dane and Pete Dunne. I feel like we've seen it a hundred times, but I mean, it's yeah. it's a good match, you know? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shayna Baszler then defeated Zaya Lee via submission then um, mm. you don't see Shayna wrestling yeah and you don't see Shayna wrestling on TV very often these days so that was kind of cool yeah gotta watch it now while you can wink wink mm. wink wink <laughs> um, the Forgotten Sons defeat some jobbers yeah oh the um, oh whoa whoa before you leave Jackson Riker's choke slam to the outside. Oh dear lord, the choke slam from inside the ring to the apron. Fuck me over the rope. That was fantastic. It went as well as that spot could have gone, and I still thought your man died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the same. Going to eat. Well, he's not going to grow anymore. He no, is done. Sir, he did. Um. Matt Riddle and Kashi Sono. Kashi Sono is back in NXT America now as the greatest British wrestler of all time. <laughs> what is going yeah, on there? It's the build up to um, Black uh, Worlds Rumble. Collide at Royal Rumble weekend. Oh, yes, so there's no takeover Royal Rumble weekend. Instead, they're doing this kind of live special. I don't even know if it's live. It might just be an access show that they're showing um, on the network. But it's Worlds Collide. So it's NXT versus NXT UK. And that's the start to that build so we're probably going to see some more wildcard bitches uh, mm-hmm. over the next month or so between NXT and NXT UK won't have the same impact however nobody cares no. why in the name of sweet fuck is there no takeover rumble weekend it kind of takes away well that's what you, you've just kind of touched on it there NXT takeover takes away from main shows because they're always better so it's it's the whole adage of set your expectation low and you won't be disappointed. So mm. if there's no NXT, you're not going to be blown away by it. So therefore, the main roster show will look better as a as a direct result. I mean, I guess. They're you could always doing... switch them back to the Friday nights. 
you're still kind of wrapped up in the same um, tight little package. They got the takeover two weeks after Rumble anyway over in um, Portland. Oh, okay. Um, so Matt Riddle defeats Cassius Ono. Um, they always wrestle. Um, so yeah, there you fourth go. match, fourth win for Riddle. Um, Kushida then had a video package about his return, which yeah. was quite good. Um, and he, who was he supposed to wrestle again? But whoever it was, I can't remember who he was supposed to wrestle. Unfortunately, mine's, mine's uh, gone. Raul now. Mendoza. Oh yes, Mendoza, the man who and was he... had seventeen thousand matches in NXT, and don't think he's won one of them. <laughs> he's the jobber uh, to the stars in NXT. He didn't even make the match this time because Cameron Grimes came down and attacked him and then def- uh, he had a match with Kushida which Kushida won obviously on his return. It was strange to see Cameron Grimes because he was pushed so heavily um, come in and take a loss here. I mean it could have been something he had with Ono. Could have been yeah. many other people. It was strange to see Grimes get a loss there. It was, I didn't really enjoy that now. Especially but. after his video package of last week where they were building him up again. Yeah. Did a so whole video this- package on the dude made no sense to me and yeah, I assume it's going strange. to be a long term feud where they're going to 50-50 it yeah but it, when you're when you've got a hot streak don't cool it down yeah and he was literally beating people in 10 seconds yeah like he was killing people yep strange strange but you know um, how they do they, they they feed someone to make someone else a bigger star yeah but maybe you get some of that camera it, I don't know Maybe that's what it is. We're trying to get some of the, the heat that Grimes had and maybe transfer it over to Kushida a little bit because Kushida, Kushida's a huge star, but not in America. You know, it's like... He is in NXT world, you know, and I that's guess, the world that they're living in. This this made no look. sense to me. This hurt my head trying to understand this last night. Yeah, I didn't get this. Um, it was the Brandy segment of the night. <laughs> I would call that. Uh, nice. Keith Lee, Dijakovic and Tommaso Ciampa versus the Undisputed Era. Uh, once again, I've seen this ten times. I enjoy it every time, but I wouldn't mind it freshened up a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're not bad matches. I'm never going to complain about them, but I wouldn't mind a little bit of a, yeah. a mix-up. Like, other uh, than the, the shock at the end, this match was rather uneventful, like you said, because yeah. we've seen it so frequently re- recently. But Balor. Oh, yes, yeah, so Balor appeared... And he started cleaning fucking house. The main one was he was setting up and he was doing his finger guns thing in the corner and they got this amazing camera shot of Keith Lee just appearing behind him. And Keith Lee choked him out. Or what did he just hit him with a choke slam in the corner or whatever it was? Um Goddamn. This was amazing. It's a spirit bomb on him then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So so good. It's amazing so, the push Keith Lee's getting right now after that Survivor series uh, performance. Yeah. Keith Lee maybe he's the one to beat Adam Cole after all and then you have the whole thing where they've been friends for so long but now Champa and Lee have to go at it because he had a little bit of because next week then this was set up at the end was it is going to be Lee Champa and Balor or is it either next week or two weeks probably two weeks um, next week is the, the triple number, threat and the title match yeah. is on the 18th there you go perfect thank you so yeah triple threat for number one contendership with Balor, Lee and Champa to face Cole on the 18th veins just took it to my veins uh, what I'm loving about this is the fact that Dijak is not a part of it so they're keeping yeah. Dijak out of it and he I think if you do the belt on Lee then you could have Dijak turn on him 
and you still have that carry on through because we never had that blow off match they've been friends for for a while well you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation uh, so i've been loving that um i don't know how they're going to play this out uh you know it depends on where they're going next but they they literally have a an open road in front of them there's nothing mm-hmm. obvious about where this is going no and i think possibly it does lead to now the story they have been telling i suppose is balor balor and cole mm. that you know there's something there there's some friction there um, Cole seems to want to be mates with Balor and join and have him join the Undisputed Era but Balor doesn't want anything to do with that he's already attacked him mm-hmm. the other one then is the Lee and Champa story so is there a Lee and Champa story though? well there is that they're, they're I think they're starting to tell it here that they're mates you know they went to war together and all this sort of stuff Yeah. but now Goldie's involved his focus is back on Goldie this was a story they told beforehand Do you remember it was like Goldie yeah. will have to wait Daddy's yeah. going to war and all that shit. Now the war is over. The war is won. True. Goldie is the focus. Lee is in his way. I completely agree with everything you said, and I'm. I don't know how they're going to address that. I presume that's yeah. probably how the match will go next week, and probably Balor will win as a result. Mm-hmm. The two boys will neutralize each other to some degree, and then you got Balor and Cole, which is fine. Happy days. Give me that. Uh, but they also get you've got Johnny Gargano having to come back at some stage as well miss you Johnny so shout out Johnny Gargano shout out 6-9 how are they <laughs> I, they've, they've got all these main event talent I like, it's I know ridiculous you said that, I know you said no one's touching AEW in terms of the main event talent or the stories maybe they're the doing stories better. yeah the stories I see they're so stacked at this particular moment yeah. in time of main roster main event talent I, on NXT and you have Matt Riddle spinning his wheels yeah. just waiting I think he's he's up. I think yeah. th- he's not even going to be in the title picture at all. He's going straight up because he's he's too big for NXT, if you know what I mean. Mm. Not necessarily size-wise, but he is a big man. But he is such a big presence that he will instantly get across to a main roster audience who yeah. are, are more casual-based fans. And like he'll, be got, the, he'll be the stoner on Raw who kicks the shit out of people because he will be the stoner character and, and he's justifiably work, work the for Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Rob yeah, Van Dam made a lot of money <laughs> a lot of money you, you see Riddle and uh, Brock Lesnar that's that's written like that needs to happen soon mm-hmm. whereas you look at everyone else on the on the NXT main event scene stopping short of Keith Lee just because he's a bigger guy and Dijak because he's a big guy you don't see anyone else that could possibly be main event talent on the main roster yep like Adam Cole yep. not a prayer would he no. be main roster he's main too event small talent. he's yep. too small and he doesn't have the same charisma and presence that Daniel Bryan ever had hold on no Hi, yeah. evening Kara. how are you live on the internet Shit, I was just bringing to tell you that Siobhan parked in your drive. Oh, that's no problem. No, no. Don't. How are you? What are your thoughts on the prospects on the main roster for Adam Cole? Steve? Yeah. Steve, I'm about to go out. You're about to go out? I'm about to go out drinking. Well, I have to be up at half six, in the, or to be up for six in the morning, and you're going out drinking. I, I also have to work tomorrow, but, you know, I'm young. <gasps> that was harsh. Burn. She's like you. 
That is harsh. I should be out of bed at about half four in the morning to have a shower to get a taxi at 20 past five to sit there and do nothing until 6 p.m. And you're here calling me old. <laughs> what? Congratulations. Oh, yes, thank okay. you. Yeah, okay. I really do have to go now, though. Well, uh, Adam Cole, thoughts, yay or nay? Yay. Yay? And yeah. You, okay, cool, that's good. Thanks, Kira. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Well, she seems to think, and she's obviously, you know, she knows her wrestling. She thinks Adam Cole will be fine on the main roster fits. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, I do question her judgment a lot. You know, you know, putting up a Jew is uh, obviously would question anyone's mental sanity. But uh, look, she's slumming it. Let her she off. She is. Yeah. Bless her. <laughs> you, you pay her well for it. <laughs> Brack Friday Bandudu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. No, another another good show. I mean, I don't think they've had a bad one really yet. Neither of them really, but. Um. Yeah, good times. Now the delayed uh, ratings from last week come out because of Thanksgiving, mm. um, where it put AEW with their lowest rating. Yeah, uh, I'm just pulling from whatever website I pulled this from had so the stats on it. So down to I have it here as well. Down twenty six percent week on uh, week. week on week, and then eight or NXT was down twelve percent with eight hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. That put the rating score at seven two last week, and our our score at the time was the exact opposite seven two uh, to NXT. Mm-hmm. This week's ratings then AEW was very margin was a six thousand people in the middle or in the difference yeah. uh, between the two. So that's kind of good. They're both hitting the same kind of numbers with AEW winning it. Uh, so eight two to AEW in terms of the ten week rating. Uh, yeah. The quote was then. Uh, I think Alvarez put it up. Uh, NXT just barely one person's eighteen to thirty four, and women twelve thirty four this week, plus the fifty plus as always. Uh, every demo and total viewers totally neck and neck this week. Is the way he put it. Mm. So it's it's interesting. It's an interesting time. Now I had a question last night. I put it into the group chat. If they're on different nights. Do they do the combined number? Do they both do 1.6 million if they're on separate nights? If you I, take the combined number. You wouldn't be far off it, I think. Probably, you know, yeah. You take into account, you know, different nights so people might be busy. You take into account DVRs and recording because it's an extra night of wrestling, you know. The joy of it being on the same night is that you, you have a night free, supposedly. Just get rid of SmackDown, fuck, Grant. <sighs> Toss is staying up to watch that tonight now. No thanks. Uh, uh, at least I have an excuse to make sure I don't. I have to be out out, <laughs> out of my bed by it at least five a.m. So not yeah. a chance am I stand up for that. Uh, I would like to think that there would be at least a sixty percent bump on any one of their numbers. You know, I think if you're doing say eight fifty, which seems to be the the average figure for for this week, I think you do a one point three for a combined show or I think you, know. you probably you probably aren't far wrong I reckon they both do over a million consistently if they're on different yeah. nights yeah um now if it if if they went different nights one of them has to concede though so that's never gonna happen <laughs> so I'd love to see them on different nights I'd love to be able to sit down and watch both of them but like I was off Thursday so I stayed up uh, I had NXT on and then I switched in between the two it's nah. too much work it's too much work I wouldn't do it anyway and th- the reason I wouldn't do that is you don't get invested in the show what yeah. I love about coming home after work on a Thursday 
is sitting down, accessing both shows 100% legally, and picking <laughs> to choose one show and watch through its entirety, then switching over and watching the other show. Yeah. Because you, you, you know, you're invested as soon as the show starts, and you're not thinking, what's happening over there? Am I missing something bigger? Is so-and-so on screen right now? You just don't worry about any of that. You're just saying, okay, I know this is happening right now. They've advertised the main event. I wonder how they're going to fill the gap in between it. What are they doing tonight? You know, you're fully committed to that show. Mm. And it's a much more pleasant and enjoyable experience by doing that way. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't, and I know Nick did it for the launch here, for, for the opening week of the Live to Live. He watched one on the laptop and one on the screen. I just, No, you don't enjoy either show that way. Yeah, me and Gordo did it the first night as well. We had, you know, two screens at work or whatever, and yeah. we had one on one and one on the other. And that was the night Balor showed up, and then I stopped watching AEW. So, what? <laughs> Here we go, watching NXT now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, how are you scoring it this week, then? Uh, this week, I am firmly AEW. I um, very much enjoyed the AEW show serious character development both uh, in promo work storyline telling between backstage segments and in the ring promos and just the wrestling was fantastic in AW. the only downside was the botch by uh, CD but again I'm giving them an out on that just right now because they could turn it into something very good but 100% uh, AEW this week NXT was a good show but again it was just good Whereas AEW, I thought was great. Okay, how about yourself? I'm torn. You've swayed me a little bit there. Um, the match is not necessarily what I go for. Um, I love the Cody stuff. I love the Jericho stuff. Um, the rest of it, I can t- kind of take or leave. What did Gordo say? He said NXT. NXT today. Yeah. <sighs> Rian, what do you think? What did you? What did you do? We'll, put, we'll make it a four-man booth. See what, what we come up with. No Being pressure. in the chat there. No pressure. Which one? Which one did you prefer? All comes down to you. All comes down to him. I've. I, I'm more likely to say NXT because I just enjoyed the show more in terms of the whole show. Um, but AEW had all the fun promos and stuff, and oh man, I don't know. See, what I liked about it, and I'm not trying to sway you over one way or another, I'm just trying to more elaborate on my point. Of, I, I liked AEW because it was more of a variety show for me this week because you had the fantastic Cody and Jericho promos. You had vignettes that were compelling from the Dark Order. Uh, you had Ray Phoenix's match. You had the Young Bucks match. There was a lot. There was so much involved with that that, it, you know, I was ticked from so many different boxes with AEW this week. The women's match was exceptional. And you've got finally some explanation from Brandy as to what's going on there. So there was logic. NXT, like you said, we got done and uh, demo again. You got the main event match again. You know, there, was just, there, there, was, there was just so much good, but like I've seen this already. Whereas I know AEW is new, yeah. so you're not likely to see repeats so early. But it just felt fresh. It felt good. Yeah. I'll go along with AEW there. So we'll make it 7-3 AEW. Or NXT. <gasps> um, no, I think you're right. Because I'd seen these matches. I've seen them. I enjoyed the show. 
I didn't think it was a bad show on NXT, but I've seen these matches. And at least on AEW, I got my uh, amazing Jericho promo, a return of a 10-minute challenge thing like Kurt Angle was doing. I think that's great. Cool Cody promo. Hmm. I mean, Brandy thing happened. I wasn't a fan of it, but it was there no, and like I said I, I'm not saying that it was that the brandy thing was great but it's something you know and th- th- that's all I can ask for in these sorts of things it might turn out to be absolute horseshit mm. uh, knowing that brandy's involved that's a, that's a strong possibility but uh, again we don't know so I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and I would do the exact same thing for NXT yeah uh, look I mean they're they're throwing stuff at the wall and, sees, and they're gonna see what sticks Mm. We the problem we had with before the AW stuff came along and it changed the way WWE focused on stuff was that they weren't trying. You know they didn't care. They just threw stuff out there. I just got yeah. the vibe that it was a bit of a filler show because the next two weeks are it was there to set up the next two weeks. Yeah. Um. Whereas the next two weeks I think could be fucking unbelievable, especially with that main event next week. Um. Yeah. I'll go. A- yeah. I'll go AW this week, and we AW gets the point this week. I think yeah. there was more variety and more effort thrown in this week, I think. Agreed. Uh, yeah. like I said, once that again, December 18th week is going to be hot. Oh, man. I'm going to make sure. Oh, no. Because they have working at 6 a.m. that week. Well, that's I, can't, I can't control myself, Fitz. I'm one of those people that I need to see things live as they happen. How Take am holidays. I going to pull this one off? <laughs> Get that day off. Holidays. Oh, man. I'd love to. Might try that. <laughs> um, because December 18th, mark my words, Rhea Ripley's winning the NXT title. Yeah, probably. They have to. Probably. You're never going to get a bigger capturing the heat moment than that. I think Shane is in the rumble. Yes, queen. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, not bad weeks. They're not bad weeks. I mean, Jesus Christ, nothing really happened on Raw. It wasn't bad or anything. No, uh, like, I, I was surprised with the, the negative reaction to Raw this week. Granted, there was, you know, terrible moments to it, but you had the fun Kevin Owens bits with it. I thought the wrestling was probably the best wrestling on Raw in a long time. And it's very clear to see Paul Heyman involved with Raw for the last few months because we're actually getting good wrestling on TV. Like I said to you in the chat, for so long we were used to bad segments and bad wrestling. Now we're getting mediocre segments and good wrestling. It makes Raw more infinitely more interesting to watch. Mm. Uh, and if they can get some of these segments to be good, and the promos yeah. to be good, <laughs> then they could actually be, become a fairly watchable show on the regular. Yeah, Maybe when even SmackDown started off, when, that, when SmackDown started off, it was like, huh, okay, then Raw is the C show here, clearly. But that's mm. completely flipped around. Yeah. The way my viewing goes is NXT must Raw If I can I'll see as much of it as possible Because mm-hmm. I'll always watch Raw Smackdown I can take or leave I don't yeah. care I just don't care How have they The roster isn't great up so bad I just think the roster is bad over there I think they could maybe do a little bit of rebalancing Too late now But They've I think sister- the draft like three weeks ago Wildcard Wildcard <laughs> Bitches <laughs> uh, So for this Because we're probably Going to permanently Switch to Fridays again I ha- I have it on good authority That that might be a thing We can do from now oh. uh, Back to Fridays um, So We're going to debut this Because we're never going to We're going to miss Smackdown every week Unless Smackdown becomes good And we switch to Saturdays I don't know But for now Nobody cares 
So Fitz, we're going to do a thing every week about oh. predictions for later in SmackDown, okay? And I've named it... Smooth Jimmy's Lock of the Week. So tonight's... <laughs> what is your Smooth Jimmy's Lock of the Night this week when uh, King Corbin plans to humiliate Roman Reigns? <laughs> I predict we open the show with this one. I believe the dog will be there. The the, the large canine, not the big dog. The foam large canine. Uh, I haven't watched SmackDown <laughs> in two, three weeks. I've two Ma- weeks. I've mainly seen it in, due yeah. to just my weekends being busy. So, if if I'm away for the weekend or if I'm going home to visit the family, Friday nights TV becomes Sunday nights watching, and that's assuming nothing else is happening. Mm-hmm. So when Friday night happens and you you give your review of SmackDown and. I- Clearly, I'm not going wasting two hours of my life on Sunday night watching that shit. Uh, nothing has come out since that's going to make me get invested in this, especially with the prospect of a dog collar match in TLC in nine days. Oh, that's right. Uh, interestingly, no matches have been confirmed for that pay-per-view yet. Yeah, well, you're going to get one confirmed tonight. Is it going to be Derbidur? Derbidur versus King, King Corbin, I'd imagine. Are they um, going to go to the dog collar match? I think so. And Rian in the chat is saying they're going to neuter the dog on live TV. <sighs> God. <laughs> As in the big foam inflatable dog or whatever, not inflatable, the guy in the suit. Chop off his foamy balls? I don't know. <laughs> like what? Oh, God. I don't have words. So, How what are we saying for the lock so of the week? Oh, it's terrible, dude. It's so bad. Like, it's unwatchable. I haven't watched in two weeks. I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. Are we blaming Bruce Pritchard for this yet? I mean, he's the biggest yes man in the world. Um, but, like, they've got rid of Bischoff because he probably had crazy ideas, like entertaining shows. But this yeah. fucking shit... Uh, this, if, that, if that dog comes out again I don't think I'll be able to watch it I just can't and I've got 12 hours to kill tomorrow I've got all the time in the world to watch Smackdown tomorrow morning yeah and unless you see uh, something mad on Twitter you ain't watching that shit I ain't watching that shit uh, I don't plan on watching it I might throw it on see what the fucking see if my lock of the week pans out it, I don't know I just don't know like why? Like we used to all look forward to watching SmackDown. We used to skip Raw to watch SmackDown. Yeah, it's a two-hour show, which makes it infinitely more watchable than a three-hour show as well. Ugh. I don't know. I wonder it's is the fact poor, that the it's bad is, TV. The Fiend is there as well. I don't think he's he's not drawing in the crowd as much as uh, a more traditional wrestling personality would have. I think you know he's great in his own right and. and if you're watching the show you went you're entertained by it but you're not going to think oh the fiend is going to be on smackdown tonight i better watch it you know you're not going to go out of for me i'm not going to go out of my way to watch smackdown just because the fiend is going to be on it if i'm watching smackdown and the fiend is on i'll probably be sports entertained by it because he's a sports entertainer Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying i I, I think maybe the one thing i might I'm just thinking now 
the Brian thing from last week where he was mm. pulling the fiend was pulling Brian's hair out do we oh wait I'll do this smooth Jimmy's luck of the week Brian is going to come back with the old American dragon look Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. <laughs> no beard, no hair. I would love that. I, I hate. I've always hated the whole, you know, the goat thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I never liked it. Um, but maybe Bree does. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I think there you go. That could be their our smooth Jimmy's lock of the week. The new look. We had the new Daniel Bryan. Now we have the new new Daniel Bryan, which is the old <laughs> Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the what Bryan Danielson. Dream? Maybe when he got dragged down to hell, he became Brian Danielson again. Maybe. Do you know what I actually am looking forward to this weekend? Is a big boxing match from Saudi Arabia. Oh, the Saudis. Yes. Andy Louise Jr. Yeah, and Anthony Joshua. Did you see the picture of them at the weigh-in with Andy Ruiz (laughs) with the four or five belts? I I love that thing. It's a cheesy grin on him. Like, (laughs) he looked like... it's, It's a scene from Father Ted where... Ted asked Dougal, how did you become a priest, Dougal? Did, well, did you have to collect potato packets or something? You have this fucking supreme athlete in AJ beside him. And then the dude, the small fat dude is there with all the gold. It's fantastic. It's an amazing image. It makes I kind of hope Andy Louis, I, I kind of hope he beats him. I kind of do. Yeah. I, I kind of hope AJ loses. Oh, I think it'd be too funny. I think, oh, Eddie Hearn. Give me Eddie Hearn cam on that. I hope that happens. Um... I just, but yeah, they're going to get rowdy in Saudi or whatever the hell they call it's it. Early enough, isn't it? I think it's like a seven o'clock walk in or something. Yeah, like it'll that. be it'll be like our um, like uh, our time for Crown December. Jewel and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Halloween havoc and all that. Ah, so yes. it'll be nice. Might have, oh, if I wasn't working, go to the old pub and watch the fight. You don't often get to do that because it's stupid Ooh. times. That could work. See how I feel after work. I might go pinting and watch the fight. <laughs> you wouldn't condone that sort of activity now, would you? Pinting? Oh, stop. You're mad Not for the pint. I'd love to go for pints, but I have to go for sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to go along with that as the lock of the week? Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan? Uh, I'm going to stick with the, the big dog. Fake big the, dog. Weird The shit. fake big dog. Like there's uh, that's their thing. I was coming back. Like, you know, they took the piss out of this on WB backstage, like two, three weeks ago. As soon as it happened, I think it was even the week the Punk was on it. And, it was, yeah. And they took the piss out of it and said, "This is garbage. Stop it." Why are they not stopping it? Is it because Vince McMahon thinks it's such good shit? I think so. It's like, such good shit. There can be no other reason that this has continued past night one. Because as soon as this started with the the music, this should have been fucking shit-canned straight away. But this is exactly what fucking Dean Ambrose was talking about, or Moxie was talking about on that thing. That if Vince doesn't see that, it's it's great heat. Look at all the heat you're getting. It's scotch god shit. That's what it is. it's not heat. This is exactly what Moxley was talking about. He doesn't okay, get it. What's the payoff of this? Like, let's just fantasy book this, even taking He's, our own biases aside. What's the WWE payoff for this? Like, what are they getting out he, of it? What What will heat. they get out of it in the match? Heat. Heat for, for the who? sake of heat. For heat. For who? So you you got to heat the heat up. So there's <laughs> going to be heat. You got to put some heat on that heat. But who are they heating up? The fans. <laughs> 
they're hot. They're no. so hot for Corbin. <laughs> we 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 praised them for so for for a while for a few weeks and months, possibly before and leading up to and the conclusion of the King of the Ring tournament, for getting Corbin over and getting him genuine actual heat, mm-hmm. to the point of where okay, they've actually made a character out of him finally after being stuck with the go-away heat for so long. And it's like the the old adage saying, there's no such thing as bad PR. Yes, there is. And similarly, there's different types of heat. There's the go-away heat, which nobody wants. And then there's the go-fuck-yourself-I-want-to-stab-you-in-the-eyeball heat, which is what every bad guy wants. Yep. And they finally got Corbin (laughs) over and got him that go-away heat to go away <laughs> and they put him with a teddy bear big dog it's such good shit it's literally literally what Moxley was talking about it's it's uncanny how <laughs> is Triple H allowing this to happen like I fair enough I know Vince obviously says you know he, he, he can demand the final say but ultimately you have to sit him down and you talk him off the cliff every once in a while <laughs> when such bad ideas come up I'm a genius like you're just going to have a situation tonight where Ziggler and Rude are with him now as well for extra additional heat Corbin's going to come out and talk to you people uh, they'll be booing that's tremendous then the dog will come out that's tremendous and then Roman will make the save that's tremendous and then I don't know what happens I'm Vince McMahon damn it let's hear it and then you get a lot of heat. It's such good shit. What do you do with that heat? Nothing. Next week you get more heat. And then eventually it becomes go away heat and then you're Seth Rollins. Well, let's say, like, you got TLC in nine days and there's rumoured to be a dog collar match, which the big Ugh. dog can't lose because he's Roman Reigns. And, you know... <gasps> what fits? Hold on a second. You, you, you've given it. I want to throw a third one in. <gasps> Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. They put a dog collar on the, the the dude in the suit in the dog, the dog costume. Oh, God. And then they have to lead him around and Roman has to save the, the large canine. Oh, God. <laughs> I can see this so vividly. Yeah. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. <laughs> I think Daniel's, uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, is the safe smooth Jimmy's lock of the week. Um... But I think they could do a thing if they are setting up this dog collar match that they bring the fucking dude out in the costume on a dog collar. Oh, man. And you say there's an awful amount of BDSM going on on Wednesday nights at AEW. (laughs) Yeah, but at least that's the BDSM I want to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Vince McMahon, damn it, let's hear it! (laughs) The one thing we didn't touch, and you kind of mentioned it there, is the the Seth Rollins. We didn't get the lock of the week saying the... We didn't get the You People pro... We didn't. No, because that was Smooth Jimmy's lock of the week on Monday night. Yeah. That we were going to get the You People promo. He doesn't owe you people a damn thing. And you turned on me. Instead, he was... Well, he apologised or something. I can't remember Raw 2 very very well. It was about eight years ago. Mm. Uh, eight light years away. Uh, it was... It, it was weird. I don't really know how to describe what they're doing. I think they're trying to tween him instead of just going balls deep heel. They should have just gone balls deep heel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rusev attacked Lashley. Lashley got arrested. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that, you know, the police, you know, 
abandoned <laughs> their responsibilities and arrested a black man for doing nothing. Just going to ignore yep. that, yeah? That's what happened on TV, yeah. So the guy who had the restraining order violated the restraining order and attacked the people who had the restraining order against him and then the people who had the restraining order got arrested. I mean, this thing was so bad it was good for a while. Now it's getting bad. I mean, we feared this. I, I'm so it's, confused by this. <laughs> like, we've got a, a genius fantasy booker in Gordo, and that's the one time <laughs> I'll ever give him a compliment, mainly because he's not here to receive it in person. But <laughs> throw a situation at Gordo, and he can book it well. Yeah. That man can put ideas out of his hole yeah, that are infinitely it. better than what WWE are doing. And they still come up with this and think that it's such good shit. Yeah. Oh. It's it's angry. I don't know. Because we know that when they want to, they can do better. And they literally just press the light switch. They can do it. Yeah. That SmackDown. That that SmackDown that will live in infamy. Mm. The night they were all stuck in Saudi Arabia and NXT had to fucking pull the weight. It was an amazing night of, of, of sports entertainment. I was entirely sports entertained watching that show. Yeah, and I haven't been sports entertained on Friday night since. Nope. So, nothing does it for you anymore. No, so, Smoo Jimmy's lock of the week. Something to do with a dog collar and the dude in the costume. Yeah, oh God. Sweet baby Jesus. God. Oh, the big. I suppose one. some of the bigger news was that CM Punk is confirmed for backstage next week. So that is appointment viewing. Indeed. I haven't I, watched it since he's been on. No, <laughs> so I, I will know again. This week's show, because that's Rollins was on it. And I wanted to see if they've uh, developed the, the Rollins punk promo angle any further. I assume that the whole point of getting Rollins on the show, whether with or without punk there, was to try further that angle to put more pressure on punk to get him to come back. So I just mm. want to see if there was that. I presume Renee would definitely have asked a question about it anyway. Oh yeah, I might give it a look. As mm. I said, I've got many, many hours to kill and no emails to read. So, um, I think we'll call it a day because I soon have to go to bed. I have to eat yet, so <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the thing. But as usual, Gordo isn't here, unfortunately. He's probably in the middle of a pints competition. Gordo is defending the pints championship of the workplace uh, tonight in a round-robin tournament. Or it's a knockout tournament, actually. Uh, he faces some stiff competition, but he will beat them all because he is Gordo and he's the king of pints. That man is good at mu- a few things in his life. You know, getting falsely accused of things is, is a, a, man, is a big <laughs> talent of his. But downing pints better than most is, is his greatest single attribute that uh, that he had. Fair play. It is his calling. Yeah. Uh, if he could make a career out of it, he, I think he would. Yeah. Uh, I think he should. I think you should quit your job, Gordo, and go on a a crusade to be the world's pints champion of the world he could be the pint man remember pint man it's like Duff he could man. be the modern day pint man remember there was the dude the dude who sat there and it's like thinking it was a snippet from a newspaper article Paddy Power taking the piss out of he'd sit there and drink often drink 20 pints the pint man the pint men of Dublin or whatever it was it was an interesting I'll, I'll send it to you later but Jesus um, yeah Gordo's going to win that one I'd be shocked if he loses uh, and I'm going to say it to work if he does because maybe yeah. he just doesn't want to drink any more pints he wants, wants to maybe long term booking to win it on <laughs> Wrestlemania weekend um, oh, but yeah funny stuff I actually just did you see the, the Brit Baker challenge doing the internet 
Yeah, yeah, it was good. Even Adam Cole got in. <laughs> yeah. Nobody did the Lenny one. I was surprised at that. Yeah. The Lenny where he's it writes saying, itself. That's her thing. It writes itself. But I had already sent one to Simpsons Wrestling Memes uh, this morning, so I couldn't do another one. Um, but yeah, as usual, um, next week again, it'll be Friday night. So probably seven o'clock Friday nights for the next few weeks, possibly permanently. Uh, maybe earlier on. or I won't be on next week because I have my own work party the next week. Oh, she. Yeah. Uh, but the other lads will be back anyway Buddy. so the two boys will be back next week so we're yeah. all good even if I would give my two cents in advance on. cool um, but as usual SoundCloud Stitcher fucking iTunes Google Podcasts Spotify all that sort of bollocks uh, and also on WrestlingSoup.com along with the various other shows um, and check out Wrestling Soup as well because they're very very good uh, also check out the Hallway Wrestling Podcast I forgot to give them a plug last week uh, Rian in the chat doing the podcast so give them a listen it's an awful bollocks yeah I mean you're not going to like the show but stick through it no. it's a bit like Smackdown yeah he was up like a sex pest with Katie Harvey there at the halftime of the show on Saturday a niner who is he sex pesting now he was shooting his shot with Katie Harvey to be fair to him oh, stop yeah <laughs> thought he got away with a two head a dirty little fecker <laughs> Um, but yeah give them a listen and uh, that's probably it that's probably it I, I just I need to go to bed yeah. I need to go to bed Fitz send me home take me home country roads ah yes good night all Penny.